Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On The Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On The Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings and welcome on board WKOK's live telephone talk show, On The Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Uh, Mr. Joe has the day off, so we're going to give him a very des- well-deserved day off, although this further extends his retirement lengthened weekend, so he gets a four-day weekend, kind of like the rest of us dogs sometimes when we get to long weekends and we add to it with a Friday off. Uh, Mr. Rob Center is our fabulous producer, so he's here. I'm Mark Lawrence, a subpar host of the show. And directly across from me, I'm a man I'm glad to call friend. Mr. John Meckley is here from Milton. Welcome aboard, sir. Hey, good morning, Mark. How are you? I, I'm doing just fine. That's Welcome good. aboard. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. Uh, thanks for asking me to pop in today. So this is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I'm going to be a poor substitute for Joe, but uh, uh, happy to be here. Would well, you not watch a lot of Fox? Yeah. <laughs> do you? I, I do watch Fox. Well, okay. I watch CNN. I uh, watch Fox. I think it's important we, uh, we should... Uh, uh, be diverse in, in the news sources we, we consume. So, uh, well, and I think some of it, uh, Joe portrays an ultra-conservative Trump supporter on the radio. I don't know what his personal feelings are, but I know a lot of it is he's really just sticking up for people who feel strongly about President Trump or some of the conservative ideals that, that he stood for, whatever they might have been. So, <laughs> yes, Joe's that. a good guy. I've known him for a long time, so I'm grateful he's letting me borrow his seat. All right. So, well, thanks for coming in. Uh, we'll have a little bit lengthier introduction for John Meckley. I'm going to be a new person for some of our audience, so we're going to talk. We're going to talk about him <laughs> for a little bit here. On the Mark is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. Our toll-free line is 100% open right at the moment. Call us now, 1-800-795-9565. That's 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarket.com. You can text us at 702 702- Three six seven zero two three six. Don't have any texts in there right now. I got one email over the weekend. Dennis sent us a note uh, with a link to a video. Great video. I watched a little of it. It lists. Uh, I only saw the first couple seconds, but it really lists some of President Trump's biggest accomplishments. Or uh, I guess you could put kind of put things in three or four categories. That uh, things that happened that were great just because of President Trump. Things that were great that were happening that uh, he probably could have vetoed or stopped, but didn't, or maybe made him even better, helped him in some ways, and some good things that happened that he had nothing to do with, but it lists quite a few of them. So uh, we appreciate that. Thank you, Dennis, for that uh, video. So President Trump's accomplishments laid out in there. I mean, the Iran deal, uh, getting rid of it, confirming 230 federal judges. Yeah, that was a missed opportunity from President Obama, I think. Uh, Three U.S. Supreme Court judges. 
Um, those are some of the ones I can't get the video to play when we're we don't have much signal in here so it won't play for me now but those are some of the things but so welcome aboard John Meckley uh, I think of you as an attorney I think of you as semi-retired is am I wording that right <laughs> well I am, I'm a, I'm a lawyer from Milton um, okay. I went to Milton High School very proud uh, resident of the Milton community um, went to Dickinson College and then on to law school at George Washington in Washington DC and um, you know, pursued a, a really interesting career in international corporate law and um, was able to um, uh, walk away from the law firm life uh, relatively early. And so been doing consulting projects since. So, <clears throat> excuse me, lots of legal consulting and business consulting and those kinds of things. So uh, professionally, that keeps me very busy, but I'm also very busy uh, in the community uh, trying to get back where I can. I think it's important for all of us to roll up our sleeves and, and uh, embrace uh, the Valley as a community as a whole, because I think when any one of our communities rises, we all rise together. So um, always been a very um, uh, ardent volunteer in the Milton community. Um, you know, currently I, I sit on the board at Evangelical Community Hospital in Lewisburg, but it serves uh, the Valley, as you know. And um, uh, just really important part of who I am and, and who, uh, you know, my family is about thinking about our roots and how important it is to get back. Well, and Milton Public Library, as that grew recently, the big growth spurred a couple of years ago. Yeah, I'm so proud of our work there. I was fortunate enough to be on the board there when we were considering what are we going to do with an aging library in a very old building downtown in the flood zone that kind of outgrew its mm -hmm. space. And so um, I was fortunate to be uh, part of a board with a lot of really strong community-minded folks, rolled up our sleeves, raised a lot of money uh, with the help of our local leaders, got lots of grant money uh, to build the new library, which sits on Rose Hill. It's a historic property in Milton that we've expanded, and it's just doing fabulous. The, uh, the usage of the library has increased so much over time. The number of programs have increased so much over time, and the library is doing what it's intended to be, which is to be a real uh, community center. And it's even done that during the pandemic um, as best as it can, complying with all the the requirements, um, but uh, even from little things like you know, it's it, you're able to go there and, and get free public Wi-Fi, and there's plenty of people that you know look for that because they don't have it at home. Uh, you know, the ongoing reading programs, but also uh, you know, just more community involvement, educational opportunities. One so, of our listeners sends me a text and says, "Thank you for the tomatoes at the Milton Library." What's he talking about? The tomatoes? The tomatoes? I'm not sure exactly. Let's maybe the maybe, gardens in the maybe, back, the community yeah, we, gardens. Uh, maybe that's what they're talking about because it's it's a huge property. It's the largest private parcel land in the borough, and so it was able to be developed for a number of uses, and one is a community garden um, that it was used for, uh, and, and so maybe maybe that's it. Yeah, I think sure. that's <laughs> it, They're making good use. Yes, yeah, they just sent us a note. Yes, the gardens. Okay, uh, I guess he has a plot. You can borrow the plots. Right? Yeah, there's, and I'm not sure plot. what the rules are with the program presently, but if you uh, log on to the library's website or just call in, um, there's lots of great um, <laughs> folks there that, that can help you out. So there's plenty to do at the Milton Library and plenty to do in Milton generally. Um, Milton's um, really been uh, pulling itself up from its bootstraps, which it often does. I was um, uh, really fortunate to chair the Bicentennial Committee a couple years ago when we celebrated Milton's uh, official Bicentennial, and it just showed what can happen when a community comes together. And, and uh, So continue to be proud of Milton, but as I said, okay. when one community rises, we all rise here in the Valley, and the Valley has plenty to be proud of. Well, you're part of what is a really uh, sort of a partial gentrification of parts of Milton, where folks who uh, we call stayers, folks who grew up in here, 
left the area and then came back to the region, uh, move in, get involved, fix up a home, and you know if if it needed it, and and you know make sure that something good is happening. Yeah, there's plenty of people doing that, and you'll see there's plenty of people moving in from from outside the uh, the area too, which is a plus. Like anytime we can get new ideas and new perspectives into community, I think that's a, a good thing. Talk to the realtors, and and you can ask them how vibrant the the real estate market is and how many new people are moving into the area. So uh, I think it's it's all very positive. How would you describe your Republicanism? My Republicanism? Yeah, moderate, moderate Republican, free thinker. And you're a little like Joe. He's a Republican, but uh, just loves to think and, and really discern things on his own. And yeah, I think, you know, I, I've always been solidly a moderate Republican, a centrist, if you will. And, and it's been um, just a part of who I am. It's kind of how I grew up, and I've never hidden it. Um, I've taken criticism within the party <laughs> from time to time because of it. Um, most recently, uh, with my very vocal uh, comments against the president and Trump and and uh, my lack of support for him in the last election, um, but you know the Republican Party I knew and grew up in um, that I still hope we can find a way to preserve is a party that respects different points of view. That's a big enough tent where we can have disagreements and we can speak them loudly and out and and have an intelligent conversation about what it is. It's you know it's one thing to have an opinion, but let's have a discussion about what backs up that opinion. Um, and in many cases in our party, you know, those conversations get shut short now. Um, the censorship you see across the country for the Repub- local Republican parties and state parties are doing for officials that speak out in a way well, that's look at anti-Trump. Senator Toomey, you know, followed his conscience, thought he was doing the right thing, and maybe was, you know, 100%. He gets censured by, well, he, he could get censured by Pennsylvania Republicans and did get censured by local Republicans. Yeah, I think that's a mistake. That's a bad message for us as a party to send out, that we can't tolerate different points of view in our party. That you, what, what, the, the, the core of the Republican Party, the core of conservatism, is about um, character and building character and engendering in communities a sense of, of well-being and doing what's right so that we can all lift each other up, so that we all have a sense of opportunity. And those kinds of things are, are just grounded in things like the truth, speaking the truth, discovering the truth, when you're wrong, saying you're wrong. Uh, when you're right, you don't gloat. You you kind of uh, you know share the benefit of your wisdom with other people and and hopefully bring them along. But at its core, it's really supposed to be about ideas and expressing ideas. And we can have different ideas, and we should have different ideas because the only way we grow is to explore different ideas with one another. And our party used to be very good at doing that. Um, the big tent that Ronald Reagan created. Um, and, and that that grew the party in the 80s. Um, that kind of model uh, is one I think many people in the Valley remember well, and it may be why many people in the Valley uh, chose to be Republican. The Valley is heavily Republican, as you know, and and that served us well in a number of areas, and it, it's a disservice in others when we allow our party uh, to be taken over uh, by a notion that only one point of view counts, and that can't be healthy for any of us. We have a lot of folks around here that were uh, very disappointed with Senator Toomey's votes and uh, some of the resolutions that followed the local party actions said, first of all, uh, Senator Toomey did nothing to advance the Stop the Steal movement, that the election was stolen and that Senator Toomey uh, didn't feel that the election was stolen and that he didn't help that, so they censured him. Another one said uh, that the 
the the Senate trial, even though you know experts and people who really know the Constitution say the Senate trial was constitutional in part because the Senate majority said it was, and that was their decision. Uh, said that whole Senate trial after the impeachment was unconstitutional. Some of the censures started out that way, so that premise I think is on shaky ground. Well, in my premises. view, I agree with you. I agree with you. I, I can understand the frustration uh, that, you know, people had that Senator Toomey didn't vote the way they wanted. Uh, but that doesn't mean we, we run and try and, um, you know, and a censorship is really, um, you know, it's meant to grab headlines. It's meant to be oh, okay. a slap on the wrist. It's would... meant to, you know, and, and it's meant to publicly shame someone. But to me, there's just no public shame in a public official. Um, in the course of doing their public duty, uh, following their conscience. And that's what Senator Toomey said he did. I take him at his word at it, and I think we should respect that. Um, he's not running for re-election again, so, you know, if people didn't like Carries her, he's even less weight, I guess, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, so, I mean, it's just, it was just a meaningless kind of uh, act that uh, some people felt compelled to do, to do in my view, one thing, which is what is dangerous here, and that one thing was to show fealty, loyalty to a man who is no longer president of the United States. Uh, a lot of these efforts are just meant to underscore a loyalty to Donald Trump. And when a party becomes nothing more than showing fealty to one individual, we're not a party of ideas anymore. And that's what's problematic to me. But should not, should not a U.S. senator be a representative of the party and a representative of the people? Most Pennsylvanians felt as though the president shouldn't have been convicted. Uh, most Republicans felt the president, President Trump, shouldn't have been convicted. In what way should a U.S. senator be a representative of those groups? Well, in my view, he represents the people of Pennsylvania. Every every single person. And if you want to make it more narrow, say he has to represent the party, fine, he has to represent the party. But but there are different views in the party. There are different views throughout the state. So I think a senator in doing his job has to sit there and think and use his conscience. We elect people to use their their reasoning skills, their intellectual skills, and to try and um, assess what's in the best interest of the country writ large. And I take him at his word that that's what he did, and I applaud him for it. When are you going to run for public office again? Your name has been on a ballot in the past, correct? <laughs> uh, it was a, a long time ago. I was the uh, the Republican nominee for Congress in what was then Pennsylvania's sixth congressional district, and uh, it was a it was a tremendous experience. I I have nothing but great respect for anyone who's willing to put their name <laughs> out there uh, and their to neck run for office. Their neck and, out there, right? Yeah, and it's and it's 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 hard work, uh, and and it's becoming hard because um, we have, for better or worse, allowed uh, uh, a system in place where we've gerrymandered more and more and more. And maybe you'd say, as a Republican, I should be happy with that because our congressional district is is almost statistically impossible for anyone other than a Republican to win, Um, and that's because of gerrymandering. It's geographically so large, we probably have more deer than people in our congressional district. (laughs) But... uh, it, it what that does is it limits uh, it limits in many ways the ability to have any kind of uh, discourse about different points of view. So, for instance, uh, in the current congressional district, it's really hard to see how anyone other than someone who is an absolute loyal Trump supporter can win, and and that's that's the, that's trouble for people because. Uh, not everyone in our congressional district feels that way. Not everyone in the Republican Party feels that way. But when the national party leadership, the state party leadership, all kowtows to a, a party position where there's fealty to one person, 
it filters down to the grassroots and unfortunately uh, in many primaries there's only a handful of people that show up to the polls and those handful of people are often those most engaged in what it is the party wants and if the party wants someone who's loyalty to one person those are the people that are going to show up at the polls and vote so we have a lot of work to do as a community if we want to change that um we need to uh, make sure more people participate in the primary process. We need to make sure more people who believe in ideas stand up and talk about ideas and demand that we have candidates who talk about ideas uh, participate in the process. And I know that's uh, that's uh, a really hard ask, but it's a very important thing that we should be talking about here in the Valley. All right, we are talking to John Meckley, resident of uh, Milton, and uh, a active attorney, consultant, uh, taking good care of a lot of companies via Zoom, much less travel in your schedule these days, <laughs> these days but, for sure. uh, but uh, really very, very busy and very, very active in our community. Uh, we talked about a couple of things that we can talk about more. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, if you'd like to call, if you out there in the audience would like to converse with us, weigh in on these topics. We talked about the censure of uh, Senator Toomey and what are the ideals associated with being a U.S. senator. Should you just be a representative? of the Republicans who voted you in there, or should you uh, have a mind of your own? And uh, we can talk about the president's appearance, uh, President Trump, at the CPAC uh, function yesterday. The uh, conservative political action conference was yesterday, a, a very interesting weekend uh, of remarks. So there, that represents another sliver of the Republican Party. But we'd love to hear your view on these topics. Call us now, one 800 795 65 is our telephone number, 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com, and you can text us at 70236. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. We believe in patriotic education and strongly oppose the radical indoctrination of America's youth. It's horrible. We embrace free thought. We stand up to political correctness. And we reject left-wing lunacy. And in particular, we reject cancel culture. Oh, my gosh. I think Republicans have been promulgating cancel culture forever. <laughs> I mean, well, I, I don't know, but that, I mean, that language there says everything you need to know, because it's, he, he said, we're the party of, of free thought. I wish we were. Like, but <laughs> what he means by free thought is you got to think like Donald Trump. Uh, it, he just, it, it's, and, you know, thinking back as a kid and, and why, uh, <laughs> growing up here, uh, why I thought uh, I liked Ronald Reagan, why I wanted to be a Republican, uh, and you can 
agree or disagree with Reagan's policies, but he spoke in a way that uplifted you. You could hear that there was opportunity in his voice, that he believed in ideas, in something positive. And in the cut that we just heard, there was nothing positive there. It was negative language that mm-hmm. just debases what it is we should be trying to do as a party and as a people. And how good is our President Biden? He's, well, the he, jury's out on him, right? It's only been, what, a month or a little mm-hmm. a little over a month. Um, and, uh, you know, there's, do I agree with everything he's doing? Absolutely not. Do you agree with anything uh, he's done? Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I like that he's, you know, trying to develop a sense of unity. Uh, it's very difficult in this climate, but he's not given up on that. Mm, um, okay. I know people say, well, there's no unity because they're, they're just jamming through this stimulus, um, uh, latest stimulus proposal, which the House passed by very partisan margins the mm-hmm. other day. Um, and uh, there's plenty wrong with that stimulus package, but I sure wish our party would have done a rolled up its sleeves and done the really hard work of putting together a counter proposal that that would have been able to see closer to the light of day as as a conservative the biggest problem for me with the stimulus package is its price tag it's huge Mm -hmm. and it's gonna saddle us for a very long time um you know i saw a little thing uh a clip in an article that kind of described it It was actually great for me because i i'm a lawyer so i'm not great at numbers right but it it said anytime the government puts a program in place for a million dollars that costs basically every american family a penny okay Uh, every one million dollars one penny one penny for every billion dollar program that's about eight bucks but every trillion dollar program that's about eight thousand dollars a family get out of here so when you see it in those kinds of things so think about your family thousand dollars for every man woman and child no every family every, every family, family. Okay, in this, every family this statistic in the and u.s and it helps you think about you know how expensive that that really is wow lance you're on the mark thank you so much for calling in i turn this monitor on right there go ahead lance go right ahead well, when a voter is uh, looking for someone to represent them, well, aren't they looking for someone that mirrors their own views? I mean, <laughs> I know that's what I do. And it seems like what we've done is to have style um, just trump substance. I mean, the whole deal is every place where Trump's ideas were on the vote, uh, right, um, did pretty good. You know, in the congressional districts, it was his style in the subs in the suburbs that um, messed everything up. Yeah. So what he wanted to do was great. <clears throat> it's just that people look at, well, like I said, style over substance. Uh, Lance, I'll, I'll I'll agree with you on on part of that. Um, but the 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 part I have trouble with is the one piece of substance that. Donald Trump represents that I think is really damaging to democracy. It's not a style point at all. It's substance is his complete inability to tell the truth, his refusal to tell the truth, and his his willingness to use the levers of power to try and retain power for himself. And you know that that that's a very substantive, dangerous thing that I think is is fatal in any candidate. Well, he speaks his truth. I mean, he he believed like the things he said yesterday. Uh, AP had a fact check that was like six pages long, uh, with small type of the things he said yesterday. But these, these are President Trump believes these things. I, I don't know if he believes them. He doesn't or not. believe I, all I, of them. I, who knows? Okay. Who who can tell what he believes? But we know they're not true. He's he's he knows they're not true. He's he must know they're not true. All right, Lance, more words, please. Yeah, but isn't that style? 
I mean, the whole way through. Lie. In, in my, in my book, lying versus telling the truth is not a matter of style. That's a matter of substance and a matter of character. And, and I think... Well, yeah, right. Character. That's what I'm talking about. But his ideas and everything were every bit like Reagan. Another what I'm trying to say is if Ben Carson had been elected, right, style would have been impeccable. And his ideas are the same ones as Trump's as to what mm-hmm. is and what ain't. Yeah, and he cannot tell a lie. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't love all of his opinions, but he, he has many, many good, staunchly conservative, wonderful opinions, and he, they're all true. Yeah, Lance, if we could get back to talking about ideas, I would, I would, I would, I would just love it. I think that would be great for the party, and, and because we're not talking about ideas, if you, if you, if you even looked at some of the coverage from the CPAC, it was just a, a, a constant uh, barrage of padding the former president on the back and trying to resurrect his image and and that's not what we need to be about as part we need to be talking about the ideas and that's the harder thing well i'll tell you when uh he referred to as left-wing lunacy what do you think about modern monetary theory Wait, say it again, Lance. Yeah, modern monetary modern theory. monetary theory. <laughs> it is what Schumer said they're doing. Schumer said this. Modern monetary theory. Okay, well. well I, I, in other I, words, to be what continued. I'm trying to say is you have never probably listened to any conservative broadcast or you would have, or even read the Wall Street Journal. Oh, I read the Wall Street Journal every morning, Lance. <laughs> <So> <laughs> All right, okay, good. Well, you should know about modern monetary theory, then. I, I do. I don't understand what your point is with the oh, president. All right. This is what I'm saying is you really don't know what we're up against. That is the idea that the government can print money forever oh, with it, no, no problem. Oh, I, under, I understand that part. And you heard me say that my problem with the stimulus package is just that. We can't print money forever. We absolutely can't. Okay. All right. Well, that's modern monetary theory. What do you think about that? It's not good. Right. <laughs> Printing money is bad. They can do it. Right. Thank and, you, Lance. You're going to have to finish. Okay. Lance, you have to finish this thought after the top of the hour, so I'll let you go. Van, you are welcome to stand by, and what we'll do is we'll squeeze you in before headlines after 9.06 if you want to stand by, or you can call back. Uh, either way, your choice. And we got emails and texts uh, coming in, too, so we're going to read those on the radio. My good guest co-host today, John Meckley. I'm Mark Lawrence, subpar host of the show. This this is On The Mark. This is WK. Okay. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On The Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here's your host for On The Mark, Mark Lawrence. Greetings. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show, On The Mark. I am Mark Lawrence. Mr. John Meckley is across me, fine local attorney. Uh, do you do local service? Like if I need to have a de- deed filed, do you do that? 
I could do that for you, but there's, I could recommend plenty of other people, oh, too. Okay. And boy, would you like to recommend someone else instead. Uh, how about, uh, to, maybe to use some of your words in advance, how about just about anyone else could do that for you? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, okay, so, yeah, a, a really uh, in-demand uh, international attorney consultant, is that an overstatement? Well, you know what, I um, it's funny, when I was in high school, um, I told my guidance counselor I wanted to be an international corporate lawyer, and they kind of looked at me and thought, well, you're a kid from Milton. How are you going to do that? <laughs> well, but uh, uh, they were very helpful and, and pointed me in the right direction and very supportive, and, um, you know, over time, uh, that's kind of where I ended up. It's, uh, <laughs> um, I, you know, did some litigation work for a while and the like, but uh, ended up working for um, one of the top corporate law firms in the country and, and doing some really interesting things and got to see the world on my client's nickel, uh, you know, traveling to different different places um, to, to help them uh, really uh, tip through, through minefields of lots of different regulations and and uh, lots of things with, with business law, which is, you know, as you know, is different from country to country and it requires, um, you know, a, a lot of uh, coordination. Um, to make things happen so it's been a, it's been a really great career and one I'm grateful for um but it's also that kind of work is very time consuming and demanding and uh you know literally 80 100 hour a week uh of your life every week yeah I'm a uh, part-time international corporate lawyer said no one ever it's, it's tough yeah it's tough <laughs> so you got to you got to make some choices and it, at one point I chose um uh you know more time and decided to spend more time here and being more involved in the community. So. Good for you. Well, good for us, really. Thank you. And, and I hope you, you find that uh, can, full, of, full of contentment in, in your life. And, of course. And of you course. love your life around here. You, you're one of those folks that exude, uh, I, I, I'm, I hit the lottery. I, I, I got it all kind of thing. <laughs> or not got it all, but seemed pretty content. Yeah, well, I think there's plenty uh, to be happy about here in the Valley. And, um, you know, the, you know the, these kind of discussions are, are part of the reason because we have uh, friends and neighbors that we can talk to and and air these kinds of differences without being nasty to one another and and uh, and I think that's important and we need more of that. We need to return more to that. Um, and if, if we're going to ever bridge this political gap, we find ourselves in. All right, one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. Our open phone. We got two callers waiting. First is Van. He's going on the radio within one minute here, and uh, then Lance can finish up um, on the market sponsor by the Sunbury Motor Company. Do check them out at sunburymotors.com. Got one email we're going to read on the radio from Tom. We'll have that on shortly, and we got one text from Stan. So we're going to read that on the radio, and uh, you can join the queue of those two media by emailing on the mark at WKOK.com, and you can text us at 70236, and you can call 1-800-795-9565. Really talking about the ideals of the Republican Party. Uh, we talked a little bit about Senator Toomey and the censures, and we're talking about President Trump, and uh, um, maybe I'm going to ask you, who would be the best president? Who's our next best president? Uh, after Joe Biden is done in four years, if he makes it that far, who would be the next great president of the U.S.? Could be either party, right? You think freely enough that it might be might be a Democrat or... Or it might be a Republican, and yeah. I hope it is. Um, okay. <clears throat> but, right. uh, but I hope it's uh, a Republican that's in a different mold. And <laughs> I think we've got four years to see, you know, what that what that looks like. So... Um, well, I was heartened to see that... Well, I was sad to see that the straw poll at CPAC showed that President Trump was leading the way for a 2024 vote, but that Ted Cruz was way, way down in the <laughs> 
single digits. Well, so. you know what's interesting about those numbers? Um, as as much as it showed he was leading among CPAC, so that group is going to support Donald Trump more than the general population. Among that group, only 68% thought he should run again, and I think 55% said they would vote for him. So those numbers are... You, you would expect them to be a little higher, right, if, if they're that much of an ardent, ardent Trump supporter. So maybe there's some encouragement there that, that even that group <laughs> okay. is a little more open-minded. All right. 1-800-795-9565 is the telephone number. Van, you are on. Thank you so much for waiting. You've been on the phone probably for 20 minutes just to speak, but now you have an open mic. Well, good morning, gentlemen. Just wanted to make some comments about the, the lunacy of the left, just some of the lunacy of the left. And I don't know if you were able to see the questions that Rand Paul posed to Rachel Levine during the confirmation hearing there in the Congress. But he asked Rachel Levine if he was for going ahead and having the children that have gender dysphoria to have them mutilated or have them actually take hormones without parental consent. And he couldn't answer the question. He just simply said that he was willing to sit down in his office and talk with him. And Rand Paul again repeated the question. said it's a simple yes or no answer. And Rachel Levine, he would not answer the question. And then I forget what the guy's name is that's going to be the Secretary of Education. But he was also questioned by Rand Paul. And Rand Paul asked him if he was okay with male high school athletes competing against girls that you know these these guys identify as women if that's okay and acceptable in his eyes and again he couldn't give a straight answer but we are in looney tunesville when people cannot understand gender and we're also now experiencing the cancel culture which i'm, I'm surprised the lawyer you have there today thinks that the, the right has cancel culture the right is not for respect. He didn't say that. I did. <laughs> you did. No, yeah, not I said really but, but no one on the right, at least I can't say no one, but personally, I'm not for restricting free speech. But I am for not having certain things crammed down our throats and us being have to accept it because a small minority of people believe certain things. Yeah, well, fair enough point there. but uh, and, and that's what I'm trying to express is that we should be uh, – we should be a party of people about ideas, and we should be talking about ideas and not not necessarily cramming our ideas down one another's throat, but talking about them openly and respectfully. And and um, uh, the only uh, you know issue I take with your your comment was well, I think you referred to Rachel Levine as he, and I think she refers to herself as she or her. And I think and I think we should be, but I think we should be respectful of uh, we should be respectful. It it doesn't. How are we harmed by uh, honoring uh, the way a person chooses um, uh, to uh, to identify? And 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 you know, it's I, I know it's unusual for around here, um, but that doesn't mean that you know we aren't open-minded and open-hearted enough to to uh, accept people for who they are. All right, go ahead, Van. Well, nice, nice you cut me off. I wasn't trying to be rude and butt in. I just want to make a simple statement that that. It's obvious. You, know, you can fact check. Does Rachel Levine have testicles and a penis? And the answer is yes. And there's two genders. And see, this is what it comes down to. You can come down to believing what God says about genders, and there's only two of them. Or you can get into lunacy. 
crazyville. That's where that's where the left is at, and they're trying to shove that down our throats. And you talk about ideas. You, you want to talk about whiteness? Did you hear about that? And how there's and even Conagra and Melton now is being trained on don't be too white. Well, I. I... I, I I don't know anything about that, but I, but I but I do think there is value in having these discussions and and uh, whether you call them training discussions or whatever. I think there is value uh, here in the well, valley and across the country question, to talking. Mr. Meckley, about, yes. Do yeah. you believe that it's okay to have children that are like under the age of eighteen that they can have without parental consent be injected with hormones? or have their genitalia destroyed without parental consent? Are you for that? And the second question, are you for people that identify as women that are actually genetic males competing in high school sports against girls? Simple yes or no question, just like, just like Rand Paul asked the two in, in Congress. Well, the reason you didn't get simple an- uh, a direct answer from from them, it, they're they're complex issues for anyone to think through. It, they have implications on your first point. I think personally, um, a parent should be involved in that kind of discussion. But uh, I am open to listening to what the scientists, the doctors, the physicians, uh, and other people have to say. And the young person involved in uh, this discussion, right? I'm open to listen to to them before I make a decision. I think I think too much in our in our and and this is the lawyer in me coming out. The first thing you learn in law school is this thing called IRAC. It's the way you think of something. It's I-R-A-C, issue, rule, analysis, and conclusion. What's the issue? What's the rule that applies to it? Analyze it to the facts and then reach a conclusion. Too often we jump to a conclusion before going through that analysis. And I'm, I'm telling you what, uh, on that, you know, kind of where I, where I lean as far as involving parents in the conversation, um, but I'm open-minded to, to listen to the analysis that other people might have before I reach a conclusion. Well, here, here's, here's something. And, you know, doctors that deliver babies, maybe they're jumping to a conclusion when they look and they identify the child as, okay, this child is a boy, and, oh, this child's a girl. Well, I don't think doctors make a conclusion that they're going to identify as an adult or as a male or a female in the future. You're in Looneyville, Mark. You're in Looneyville. You guys are in (laughs) Looneyville. Both of you It's called Marktopia. Please (laughs) get it right. All right. Hey, hey, Mark, Mark, nice talking with you. Thank you, Van. Nice to talk to you. Yeah, and, and... you know, I I appreciate where he's coming from. I I believe he's coming from a place of religious belief, mm-hmm. and and uh, I understand that. It's, um, but as I said, you know, as a party and as a people, we need to be open to listening to ideas from other. It doesn't mean we have to agree, but we have to be open to listening to ideas of other people. Um, the Republican Party used to be the party of government, stay out of my life, leave me alone, not not impose more obligations on me, and and um, less government. I remember that less from government. civics class. Less government, and and that should apply in these cases as well. All right. We uh, will take more calls. 1-800-795-9565. Got one more email and uh, same number of texts. So uh, let Lance finish up, then we'll take the quick break, and then we'll go from there. Lance, you're on the mark. Go right ahead. Okay. Another uh, fiscal uh, ridiculous thing that they're pulling off or trying to pull off is trying to say that all these great programs on the left are going to be financed by taxes on people who make over $400,000 a year, right? Well, that'll be the greatest trick since Christ fed the multitude. <laughs> if, no, really, if you take all of the people who make over $200,000 a year, 
Okay, that amounts to 2.4 trillion dollars a year. That's it. And they're trying to finance programs that are going to cost at least five trillion dollars a year. Well, even if you doubled it, you couldn't come close to doing that. Yeah, I. You know what? You're, and and Lance, I agree with you on the the monetary stuff of that. I mean, that's exactly why I think the uh, the the way the stimulus. Uh, plan is pushed through is is troublesome. It's going to settle us for a long time. Uh, but the the opportunity we missed as Republicans, because we know it's almost a fait accompli that that is going to get passed. So if we know yeah. that that's going to get passed as Republicans, we should have rolled up our sleeves and found some kind of proposal that would be uh, a little bit different, would be much smaller that we could live with, and push it through. We almost have enough votes in the House to do that. Um, and we should have, we missed an opportunity to, to do the hard work to, to try and make that happen, because if something's going to ha- pass, I'd rather be something we could afford. Well, the deal is, though, that's not going to matter, because all they're going to do is digitize it, print money, and work we're going to wind up like Argentina that one time, you know, was a peso for a dollar, and now it's 80 pesos for the dollar. Venezuela tried it, and their money doesn't even have value. If you look for it in any place where it lists uh, currency uh, valuations, you're going to find it isn't there. All right. All right. Thank you so much, Lance. Thanks for being a a two-time caller this morning. Very much appreciated. Thank you, sir. All right. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. 1-800-795-9565. We've got one open line. We've got three good listeners waiting. We are going to have to do news headlines when we come back, and we'll do our good uh, spiel about the Ford Bronco that I got to drive out in the parking lot here. And uh, we'll be talking about that very shortly here on uh, WDK. Okay. You're listening to On the Mark, WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show. I'm Mark Lawrence. John Meckley is my good co-host today. As always, Rob Center, our fabulous producer. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Mirth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. We're glad to say we got some emails and texts pending, so let's do news headlines here briefly here. I always want to remind folks that they can get in queue on the telephone line, 1-800-795-9565. Brief news headlines here. Milton State Troopers say they were called to a scene of a domestic incident Friday and called it a strangulation case. 30-year-old Colton Kozer of Danville allegedly put a 34-year-old female in a chokehold. A violent incident happened at 9.30 p.m. Friday at 2 year 
22-year-old was present during that incident. Charges uh, filed at Magisterial District Court in uh, Milton. Investigation underway at Sealands Grove Center. Troopers there calling it a neglect of care case with the perpetrator alleged to be an individual on staff at Sealands Grove Center. Uh, the victim, a 28-year-old female resident of Sealands Grove Center, they say chargers possible there. Uh, here's a chance for you to tell your story or memory about living in the pandemic. Radio Free Lewisburg's Stories on Tap is coming up. It'll be an opportunity for folks to tell their story on the Radio Free Lewisburg podcast. This will be an opportunity, according to the organizer, uh, Julie uh, Hagenbuch, that they would allow individuals to tell their story. What Stories on Tap would like to hear from folks are those memories that sort of jump out to you as the stories you'll still be telling in like 10 years. Imagine your life from the past year was made into a movie. What's one scene from it? Radio Free Lewisburg, the podcast produced by Lewisburg Neighborhoods uh, since March during the pandemic. Uh, you can get lots more information at storiesontap.org. And we told you that Geisinger was allowing family members to budge up in line and get their vaccinations first. Well, they weren't the only ones. A second Pennsylvania health system has now acknowledged that they gave COVID-19 vaccine to family members, but said they halted the program after discussions with the State Department of Health, the University of Pennsylvania. Health System said that its Chester County Hospital not only was allowing individual family members to budge in line, but they ran a lottery system to uh, for the family members to choose who would get to go to the front of the lines. Uh, later, they said, based on guidance from the Department of Health, they discontinued their fun vaccination lottery, allowing family members of employees to budge in line. So uh, that story making global news, not the Geisinger part of it, but the uh, this lottery system that they had to determine who got to go. Now I want to tell you about the Sunbury Motor Company. It's a family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street Sunbury, routes 11 and 15 Hummelsworth. And I'm here to tell you that they brought a Ford Bronco up last week. That really is the cat's meow, especially if you are a person that remembers the old Bronco 2s. This is a Smaller vehicle, shorter wheelbase, but great sound system, has remote keyless entry and a remote start, eight-way power driver seat. Even I found a comfortable seating position in it, so that means it must be quite the seat. A power moonroof, a reverse sensing system, so I'll stop back and into things. And has six GOAT modes. One is slippery for when you're driving on ice or snow. One is normal. I would probably never put it there. Mud is one of them. Then sand and sport uh, help helps that engine wind out a little bit more. It's a turbocharged uh, two-liter uh, two engine. And one is economy. That's probably where I would leave it most of the time, trying to save a buck or two. Uh, but it is just a great uh, vehicle. It is the Ford Bronco, uh, 26 miles to the gallon on the highway, unless you're in the eco mode, and then it's slightly more. And uh, $37,000 is the sticker price, but we know that they're uh, selling them for right in the low 30s. And uh, we also know that uh, the way this particular particular one is tricked out. It's just one, what they're calling a mannequin of it. Uh, you can get uh, your Bronco tricked out however you want. So please go to sunburymotors.com and check that out. Joseph, your patience is amazing. Thank you so much for waiting in line. You're on the mark. Oh, yes. Hi, Mark. Uh, yes, uh, Mr. Meckley, I think it is, that's your guest. <laughs> yeah, yes, he's our guest co-host. He's probably yes. th rethinking that, but yes, that's who's here. <laughs> oh, no, that's great. Uh, he, he asked a question. I was driving down the road, and I heard the question. I had to turn around and come back home and call you. Uh, he said, uh, what does it hurt 
us if someone like uh, that man, Rachel Levy, uh, it's a man. Dr. Rachel Levy. Uh, what, what does, how does that hurt us? Uh, I'd like to answer that question for him. Okay. Okay. But I, I do have one question I want to ask him before I answer that. Jeez. <laughs> oh, uh, are you are you a Christian? Yes, sir. Are you a born again Christian? Yes, sir. Oh, good, good, good. Well, <laughs> so then I'll far, give so you the good. answer that you need. It's found in Leviticus nineteen, uh, eighteen, and twenty, in Romans one, and in First Corinthians six, and also in Timothy. Uh, here's the point. Yahweh says, your Bible, your Heavenly Father says, that because of these abominations, the land will spew you out. I talked to my son the other day about this, and he said, well, what they do in their own bedrooms, in the privacy of their own bedrooms, I don't want to know about. I said, son, you don't understand. What they do in the privacy of their own bedroom affects you and I, the innocent citizens of this country, because... It, the land will vomit you out. That's the innocent suffer with these people. And also he said uh, to his own people when they were in Egypt that he let them there for 400 years until the Amalekites, the iniquity of the Amalekites, come to a full. Their cup of iniquity came to a full. And then he bring them out and he said, I want you to go in, kill them all. Men, women, children, infants, uh, animals, everything. Kill them all. King Saul did not obey that. And he was, he was rejected of the Almighty because he kept Ag Agat, the king of um, the Amalekites, alive. And so our Heavenly Father is, and it, that you may say is Old Testament, and it is. But Romans chapter 1 is New Testament, and it says there that Yahweh gave them up to a reprobate mind and that they are worthy of death who commit such things. All right, so Joseph, in <laughs> conclusion, Joseph, let me interrupt you and just get, really, okay, we've yeah. got to have a conclusion here, and really, how should I behave? You don't agree that anybody should be transgender. That is not something that you believe in, right? Oh, absolutely okay. not. It's, it's, a, it's an abomination. He gotcha. created them male and female, period. If you're not content with that, and Joseph, you're not content with what your Heavenly Father created you to be. What would you do with an individual like a, a four-year-old child who is a boy who's growing up and starts to realize that he feels like a girl, he is attracted, well, he wants to yes, do I, the things? I would simply take him aside and say, son, you're a boy. Uh, I don't know why you feel this way, but I, I would never go along with that or, or in any ways promote that. Uh, I, I told my son, I said, he's grown up, he's 50-some years old. Okay. And I said, if you would be a, a homosexual, a queer, a sodomite, a faggot, I would have nothing to do with you. I would reject you as my heavenly father has, as my son, my fleshly son. All right, okay, so all right, now I got you there. Intense, I would accept him back with loving arms. All right, uh, Joseph, hold on. Joseph, last question. Okay, last question. Uh, and, and then four more years goes by, and your son says, well, thanks for that talk we had four years ago. It didn't work. I am a girl. Now, yes, I look like a boy, but I am a girl in a male's body, uh, and I am not a boy. You still say, say okay. You're out time of your mind. Okay. But here's the point. My son did call me up uh, the day after that, and he said, Dad, he said, you're right. Now, my son isn't homosexual, but what I'm saying is he said what they do in their bedroom, he doesn't concern himself with. But he says, you were right, that right. that is our concern. 
I'll give you another quick example. Nope, 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 no more examples, no more examples, no more examples, sorry, I'm, so, I'm sorry to cut you off, but you can't hear me interrupting you, I'm sorry about that, but we got callers waiting. Well, look, just uh, just on that, I'll, I'll practice what I preach, and that is we need to be open-minded and hear people out, and I think we just heard someone out who obviously has deep religious convictions that I disagree with his interpretation of and the way he applies them in uh, in our society, and I think many Christians disagree with his approach as well. I, as a Christian, I, I'm guided by uh, our Savior's commandment to love thy neighbor as thyself, and, and um, that's what guides us, I think, in our community, and I think that's how we're going to see a way forward. I, we do not have room for uh, this kind of divisive language and talk, whether you hide it in the flag, in the scripture, or whatever, it's just it's just wrong, and, and we've got to find a way forward. Um, he's certainly entitled to speak his mind, and I'll be the first to defend his right to speak his mind, but I absolutely agree, disagree with, with what he said. Right, 1-800-795-9565. That relinquishes one line that's now open. Mike on line four is next. Last caller before another quickie break. Go right ahead, sir. You're on the mark. Well, you know, uh, you got my attention when you talked about the uh, thing where some college was running uh, a podcast about your experiences during the uh, pandemic. Uh, it's the Lewisburg again? community, Lewisburg neighborhoods. Yep, Stories on Tap. How do you get to that website? Storiesontap.org. Storiesontap.org. Okay, well, thank you very much. I, I appreciate that. Well, you know, when it comes to uh, this man-woman thing and the debate that occurred between, well, it wasn't much of a debate, but the discussion between Rand Paul and Dr. Levine, I just thought that that was once again a situation where, and I'm going to say she's on the left, okay, <clears throat> and because she would say I'm on the right. I think it's just another example where the people on the left will not say openly and publicly exactly what they stand for. Whereas now, your previous caller, I, I may not agree with his delivery, and but I, I do respect what he had to say, and I think he had a, a right to say those things. He was honest about what he thought and what he felt. And I wish that you know people like Dr. Levine, when she's asked a question, she would be honest rather than give, it was almost a robotic, uh, a robotic uh, response, and and your previous caller, he'll probably understand what I'm talking about. There was a, a, a TV show series, a miniseries, three parts, called Left Behind, and in that uh, show, there was a, a gentleman who was the Antichrist in the United Nations, and he shot somebody point blank in the head, and then the Antichrist just told the other people, "You did not see that," and. They believed him. And I, and I think we're in perilous times. And I, I don't want to get religious or anything like that, but I think it's very important for both parties to be honest with the people, okay? And answer the questions as they're asked. And the last, last thing I'm going to say is, like, for instance, I have friends that worked in the in, uh, power industry with myself, and they're, and they're celebrating that Joe Biden has, you know, shut down... Uh, fracking and, and looking for uh, hydrocarbons on federal lands. Well, you know, it's nice for them to be happy, but they, don't, they, they have to understand the consequences, and those consequences have to be put out in the open, that when we did that, we effectively raised the price of those hydrocarbons in the uh, economic free market, and it benefited 
uh, our enemies, the people that we're uh, you know, adversaries with right now, and they're, they particularly hate us, but they actually have these hydrocarbons for sale, but they don't have a lot of money unless they sell those things. And we, we jacked up the price for them to get more money. So we have to really be honest and open about what's really happening, but I, I just don't see it happen. And Rachel Levine was just another example where she could not tell the truth and a succinct answer, yes or no. You ask me any question, and I'll tell you yes or no, and I think every politician should uh, do the same thing. Yeah, I think I think you're highlighting what's really difficult, uh, and that is having these open conversations where we speak honestly with one another. And part of that is a recognition that not the, the whole world isn't black and white, and yes and no questions aren't easy to answer sometimes because issues are quite complex. So you brought up the you know something to do with energy policy, which is really complex, and it's easy to put up yes or no questions for people and and to 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 say, oh, my tribe thinks I need to have this opinion and follow that Ooh, but tribes but but the better but the better view is kind of what you're uh without talking about the substance of your comment it, the the process you're talking about is a good one and that is we should be honest with each other about what the issue is acknowledge it's complex talk it out and and think through it before we come to a conclusion and 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 that's what i hope we can get back to um it's really hard work it's it's so much easier if the world were black and white we could all answer in yes or no questions and and we could say republicans are always for this and democrats are always for that um but that's not healthy and that that's not that's not a, a way to cure the problems of our country we need to have uh we need to find the truth talk about the truth, be honest with one another, and, and have an open discussion, as you suggest. All right. Mike, give you the last word. Go right ahead. Well, you know, it, it, the way I see it, and I'm not a politician, but if your goal is to win in votes, then you can go ahead and, and operate by uh, not being honest. But the reality is we need politicians that are willing to stand up and say what they believe is right and, and, and why, and, and people have to make their choices. And a lot of times when you believe what is right, it's not going to be accepted. It's easier to not tell the truth and, and evade questions and, and dance around things. But I don't think that's any way to run a railroad. All right. Thank you so much, Mike. Appreciate that, fellow railroader there. Yeah, well, I think we'll all agree with that, though. He's, he's right. People should she, people should speak their truth and, and speak it honestly and, and, um, and uh, not be afraid to have the difficult discussions. All right. One of our good listeners sends us a note, says, I would love to hear what your guest says that Trump lied. What did he lie about? I guess they mean yesterday or maybe during his whole term. I mean, he's told so many lies over his whole term, but maybe they just mean last night in the speech. Let me read the whole thing. Those are cheap remarks with no substance to back it up. He should know better as he's an attorney. Back your statements up with substance. Look how he brought the cost of gasoline down. And where is it now? I'll answer that one. I already know that one. The pandemic brought it down. Demand was terrible. And so gas prices went way low. And now the economy is recovering. And so gas prices are going way back. Up. So anyway, so that's just that. Peace in the Middle East, and where is that now? Brought some peace with North Korea and the abounding stock market, building the wall and keeping the illegals out, beginning the vaccine at record time, opening up the pipeline, which gave tons of people good-paying jobs. For starters, where we are now is a sad state of affairs and extremely depressing. Get some right-wing sensible people on the program, not those who acclaim to be Republicans but are way left. Not good for the country. Yeah, you don't belong in the Republican well, tent. That's exactly what you were talking about. <laughs> well, There's no that, room for you. That happened. I mean, people, uh, that particular caller, 
texter, emailer is is perfectly entitled to to her point of view. And I, again, will defend her right to say that. Um, But to suggest that uh, someone with moderate views like mine doesn't belong in the Republican Party is just, it's just it's it, it well, it's, it's too bad really it's it, a shame yeah but but I'll answer her question um, you know uh, we about should, the lies last night yeah and I assume she's talking about the president's CPAC speech um, and you know it's there were there were many misleading statements and then some outright lies and and at the top of the list is this continued. Um, language and these statements that assert that he won the last election and he did not. Obviously, he did not. He wants that, to beat him three times. I heard that. Yeah, <laughs> and to continue, and that's the problem: to continue to foment this notion that our elections are not secure, that are not fair, that are not free, that are not open. To continue to to cast that kind of doubt is terrible for the country. It's really terrible for the Republican Party because what it's doing, it's putting us like, as you can see from the the tenor of the show, it's it's putting us in a position of people calling in, people um, interacting, feeling like they need to defend. Donald Trump. Well, why do we need to defend a person in our party? We should be defending our ideas, and and that's what we should return to, because if we don't have good ideas and don't express those ideas and defend them that way and win people to our side by the strength of our ideas, the Republican Party is going to suffer very badly in the long term. This Trumpism may carry us for another uh, cycle or so in the election process, but sooner or later, um, the demographics are going to catch up to us, and Republicans aren't going to look like a uh, you know, middle-aged white guy like me for much longer. You... Uh going to get a duplicate of the golden Trump statue for your house <laughs> that they had to touch in order to get in there last night? No, I'll, I'll pass that. Uh, worshiping, worshiping golden idols is not my thing. <laughs> uh, let's see. One of our good listeners says, CPAC is the petri dish of hate and stupidity. Some feel the rain and others just get wet, says Tom. All right. We'll take a quickie break. Uh, we got lots of texts and no more emails, but uh, callers waiting. So we'll be right back. With your help, we will take back the House, we will win the Senate, and then a Republican president will make a triumphant return to the White House, and I wonder who that will be. (laughs) Maybe President Trump. I think this is really the beginning of his comeback, so what his comeback will entail, whether he'll be a president, you think he'll make a run for the White House? I don't know. I don't know if he has it in him. I don't know if he's showboating now. I don't know. I just, I agree Mm. with the Liz Cheney's and the Adam Kinzinger's of the world that say our party and our country would be better off without him. All right, one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. Dan, you've been waiting a good long time. Oh my gosh, almost a half an hour, Dan. Thank you so much for being so patient with us. It's really appreciated. Hey, good morning, guys. Well, John, if I can address you by your first name, sure. Why, you know, you people been calling Trump a liar ever since he got elected. And you can't even name one lie that he ever stated. I can. I challenge you to make state one lie that Trump ever stated. Oh, my gosh. Where would you even begin? How about when he was campaigning for president? This was when he was up in Williamsport. He swore to the audience that if Joe Biden was elected, he's going to end pre-existing conditions as it relates to health care, which Joe Biden doesn't feel that way and had no plan on doing. That is a lie. And Thank you, John. I no, this is Mark. Your this answer, is Mark. John, very smart of you, but he's he kept working on it. And all politicians make promises and try to keep them, but it don't always work in their favor. 
we all know all politicians do that. But they, you can't name a lie that Trump has stated that he didn't, that he made, and you can't do it. Well, he said oh, he was going to have a health care plan in two weeks. Yeah, I mean, it's and just... after four years and zero. And I, and I, a, and I take a health care plan. I take issue with your statement. I was... Plan. I, I, I didn't call Trump a You said, uh, you know, I know many people called Trump a liar from the beginning, but I didn't. I was open-minded and listened to him, gave him a chance to see how he would perform, uh, to, to see what he would say. And and uh, Mark gave you one example. Uh, he the just inauguration gave you, was gave the you biggest another. ever. He, yeah, he <laughs> I gave, I mean, it, it's and it and it starts with some inconsequential lies, and then it builds to, to bigger ones. And the, the bigger problem is we we can't have a leader of our party, a leader of our country, who has such a loose. Uh, Relationship with the truth—it's—it's it's not good for democracy. It's—it's it's a lack of character, and it's—it's it's just detrimental. You know, Trump made America much better than we were for a long time. He kept his word. He brought the economy back when the past president said we were doomed in our economy. We'd never get industry uh, uh, working again. And Trump brought it back. What a, and Trump brought the stock market doubled under Trump. All us people that living on pensions, we depend on that. So that you know, Trump kept his word. The economy did boom under him. He put all conservatives on the Supreme Court to make our country better, more biblical. He done that. He, Like Mark said in the beginning of the program, he put over 200 conservative judges on in the court. Yeah, I, I don't begrudge so you the point at all about... Problem? Hold on, hold I don't on a second. get your problem with Trump, Mr. Mackley. All right, go I ahead, John. Go ahead, John. Hey, hold on, I, I, Dan. I don't, I don't, I don't begrudge your uh, views at all about the economy. The economy did uh, improve a great deal um, uh, in the the first part of uh, the Trump presidency, but they were again matters of policies, not not people, not not him per se. He doesn't, uh, he didn't make that happen all alone. Um, but my problem is, and I'll say it again, is. He's unfit for office because uh, he has a loose relationship with the truth. He cannot tell the truth. And he has fabricated this lie about the election that he continues to repeat over and over and over and over again. And you asked a specific question about, you know, what lies did he tell? Mark gave some examples. Um, well, you, you know, said that COVID was under control. Well, uh, I was just going to use that one. Oh, yeah, that sorry. was that was, uh, was and, before and, January. Right. And then he admitted that he uh, intentionally downplayed it. Um, but you remember when he ran, he said, I'm going to build the wall and Mexico is going to pay for it. Well, that didn't happen. <laughs> I mean, it's just. <laughs> That's just a broken problem. It's just so. yeah, but it's 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 all one and the same, you know. Same thing. Same, well, same he said habit. we'd be back at church by Easter. He didn't say it would be twenty twenty two Easter. Right, he just said right. we'd be back at church by Easter. But my right, point is, we need okay. to return up. We need to turn the party to a party of ideas that supports an economy like the one that was just described. That supports a better uh, foreign policy. You know those ideas. Dan, you get thirty seconds. Go right ahead. Trump. You, what all the things you said there, Trump did. Trump 
the Mexico was paying for the wall. You guys can't see through that. They were holding the illegal aliens at the other border. They were paying that on their own, holding them so they weren't coming up to our border. And Trump got them to do that. And okay. so they were paying for the border in that way. You have to take these things and use your head a little bit when <laughs> when he speaks to know what he's saying. To know what he means. You don't like Trump. All right, we got it. We you have to. We like have to move him, on. You're never gonna get it. All right, and thank you. If you don't like his ideas, you're never gonna get it, and you're not gonna make America any better. We're gonna follow this left wing right into socialism. Next will come communism. Communism is next. What we heard that yesterday. In right. Thank you, Dan. I hate to do this. Like we got to go because we got callers uh, in line. <laughs> All right. Sorry, Dan. We got to go. We got to go. We'll take a quick break. We got two callers standing by. We're not going to get uh, time for the second caller that wants to get back on the air for a minute. So, uh, but Tom and Rick, stand by. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. This election was rigged, and the Supreme Court and other courts didn't want to do anything about it. We need election integrity and election reform immediately. Republicans should be the party of honest elections that can give everyone confidence in the future of our country. Without honest elections, who has confidence? Who has confidence? All right, uh, Tom, you get 90 seconds, 90 seconds, 9-0, go. All right, Mr. Meckley, uh, who did you vote for in the last two presidential elections? I voted 2016, first of all. 2016, I voted for uh, the Libertarian candidate, and 20, uh, 2020, I voted for Joe Biden. All right, that explains most of that. Now, the next question <laughs> is, uh, did you believe the impeachments? Both of those were constitutional? Did I believe they were constitutional? Yes. But do you think okay. the president should have been impeached in both of them? Well, I don't know what that's quite... I mean, it's quite... Based, uh, I on think, the, based on what Adam Schiff said and the Russian inclusion and how Hillary got rid of her emails and what Comey did and the Justice Department to uh, General Flynn, none of those lies matter to you at all of what they did through the whole election or through the whole uh, first term of uh, Trump's presidency. There was no cooperation from the Democratic side. There were more lies there than Trump could have even made up in the in the last but, five years. Uh, but I'm not I'm not defending them. They're not then they're not my party. Like I'm I'm here talking. Well, and I can't believe you're even saying you're a Republican. <laughs> uh, there's just no That's way. Right. 
so you may be a rhino, and I would suspect that's the case. You're certainly a lawyer in that regard. That's but, worse. Uh, <laughs> that's worse in many people's minds. Well, well again, you, the, the double speak is there, but uh, please don't uh, try defending the Republican Party because you you are the best defense for uh, Biden and not opening the school and uh, keeping COVID going down people's throats with killing businesses and raising taxes and $1.9 trillion All right, wasted we go. here now. Thank you so much, so, Tom. Really, thank you, thank you, thank you. Really appreciate it. Uh, Rick is our next caller. Go ahead, sir. You get 90 seconds and not a moment more. <clears throat> yes, and I believe that was John McCain who put thumbs down to President Trump's health care plan. So that was John McCain that got that lied to get elected. But by the way, I'd like to know, how many genders are there, scientifically? Is there an answer? How many genders are there? I guess male and female yeah. when you're born. Right? Scientifically, I believe in the science. Scientifically, how many genders are there? And how many identifications of uh, sexuality no, and gender? Identifications. How, how science? I believe what? in the science, sir. <laughs> but right. but how many genders are there? Right. And is Dr. Rachel Levine a member of MAMBA? I don't know what that is, but it's, it sounds uh, bad. It's the Man-Boy <laughs> Love Association. I would doubt it. But anyway, okay, Rick, you got uh, 10 seconds left. The owner of uh, Facebook is... I got you. Okay. All right. Thank you so much, Rick. Really okay, appreciate the call. All right. <laughs> First day on the job, how'd you do? Oh, this was fun. This was fun. Uh, and, and it's important to have these discussions, and we all have to have tough skins. Yeah, but and, you ask people and, to listen and consider your viewpoint. Yeah, but that, but, and, that's, and I hope they do. And, you know, people can call those of us with different viewpoints rhinos if that makes them feel better. But this name-calling, this labeling doesn't help the discussion. We need to have a big tent with lots of ideas, open dialogue, and to be respectful for one another. And I hope that's what I always can do. Well, we'll do that tomorrow morning at 830. Joe McGranahan comes back fully vaccinated and inoculated and ready for more. Thank you so much, John. Oh, thanks for having me, and thanks for all the callers and, and, and their thoughts, too. This is WK, okay, Sunbury.